This is Josephine Electric from Family Electric Ghost, and this interview is with Rick Life. And we had a little bit of a hiccup where I was supposed to be doing the entire interview as Josephine Electric, uh, but we had a mixing issue, so this is the only part that you'll hear Miss Josephine Electric on this episode. Next time, we'll try to get her on uh, for the whole point uh, part. So uh, Phantom will be uh, thinking he's me when he's not. Um, so sorry about that, but this is uh, the interview again with Rick Life. We're talking about her new record, and it starts right now. Mm-hmm. So this is Josephine Electric, uh, the lead singer of Fam Electric Ghost, and this is only my second time interviewing uh, an artist I talked to in Sydney, UK, like maybe six months ago. But now we have Rick Life here, and we I think the Phantom talked to you before, but now I'm talking to you. <laughs> Josephine's talking to you. <laughs> so uh, you've got a brand new song out on Bentley Records, right? Yes, yes. It, just it's, right, um, yeah. It's called, it just came out, it's called Peach Juice. Yes. Yeah, and just a little bit of like a background on it. Uh, you you worked with a Japanese rapper. Um, yes. Yona. Yeah. And, and it's like a Japanese R&B hip-hop song. Yes. And it's kind of talking about a sexual relationship from both a man and a woman's perspective and insisting on the fairness of sex. And it's got like a K-pop kind of hip-hop and Japanese R&B all kind of combined, right? Mm, yes. Yeah, it's a really, I, I, I dig the track a lot. And we're actually going to, um, if you don't mind, can we can we play it? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. So we'll Thank play. you. And then I'll, 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 I'll put you on mute and we'll come back, okay? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. There was- so we're going to play the song right now. Um, so this is Josie again. We're going to jump in again. But this song is really cool. It's got elements of, like what the fam said, hip-hop, K-pop, J-pop. And Rick Life is doing um, the lead uh, top line. And then the other line is done by Yona. He's doing primarily the Japanese hip-hop R&B. So without further ado, we're going to play the entire track um, for the song Peach Juice, uh, Rick Life, and Yona.
ゃけん気遣いできる俺はミツバチ吸わせて前しろともなく静かにフェザータッチ散らして熟成その後ならもうクンズほぐれつ我慢できない浮かんだシルエクワヌは恥だなブラノルスウェゼンあらなら生エコワイのは嫌だ分かっただがピーチュースのシャワーいやよいやよもう好きのうちディープなキスでお口直し何回戦でも足んないぜ時計の針ならもう半回転体に記した美貌録行為を示したピロートーク We love those atmospheric pads. So that, that is Peach Juice、uh, from Rich, Rick Life and Yona. And then again, this is, this is Joseph, Miss Josephine Electric. And we weren't able to talk totally in this episode.、Um, but we want to really point out that this song is, is really cool. It's kind of what we're into all the time. We're always kind of talking about sexual relationships. And, and we really dig the concept of Peach Juice. And we wanted to add、uh, that we wholeheartedly love this song and encourage everybody to check it out. And that we'll get back into the main interview、uh, with the Phantom instead of me because we,、uh, we, we kind of did something not right there. But we're, we're getting back into the interview now. I'm doing good. How are you? Hi, I'm pretty good. Hi. Was、uh, Peach Juice by、uh, Rick Life and Yona. You're back on. <laughs> Hello. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. So I really like the vibe on it because it's, it is kind of a, it's got like a new wave sound,、uh, kind of the sense. And then it's got, you know, like K pop and J pop and some, you know,、uh, hip hop. But I like the way your voice comes in. It kind of reminds me of like, a, like a new wave. I'm, I'm like 54, so I grew up. In you know, early you know, early 80s, like 79, listening to bands like、um, Joy Division, it later became New Order and、mm. Depeche Mode and like The Cure. And I'm a keyboardist and I kind of got inspired from that, that kind of new romantic, new wave movement that was like post punk and they took synthesizers and they made these pop oh, songs. Oh, I see. Right? Yeah,、oh. early, early 80s, like late 70s, early 80s,、mm. like the post punk movement. Mm-hmm. There was a decided that, oh, you could take a band like Joy Division and become New Order, you know, inspire bands like Depeche Mode and The Cure and, you know, and all those t y p e of bands that you do, you know, Duran Duran, you know, they all kind of had this kind of romantic sense to the music.、Mm-hmm. But they used synthesizers、mm-hmm. and they built these pop songs kind of off of,、uh, you know, synthesizers and then you would have, you know, guitars and, It was just like a really, it would mix different things because sometimes you'd have African rhythms and sometimes you'd have, you know, heavy guitar 
and mm-hmm. kind of go in different directions. But I, I really like your sound because it's kind of got those like those synthesizers remind me of kind of you know that kind of '90s synthesizer sound, oh, yeah. like atmospheric sound that you know people would use like uh, you know D50s or uh, Yamaha DX7s. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know those type of sounds. They so have those atmospheric sounds, or mm-hmm. even like uh, you know JD eight hundreds from Roland would have these like very atmospheric ninety sounds. Yeah, um, yeah. Actually, yeah, I try to make it the sounds. Uh, most likely, try to make the like sweet and like a cuddle uh, atmosphere, but at the same time, try to make it like sounds nostalgic. So like yeah. uh, people can feel more emotionally from the sound. So and yeah, you so you got the point actually. Josephine yeah, feels I'm a it too. Fan of synthesizers. I'm a hardware synthesizer guy. Right? Yeah. I, got, like, I actually have Moogs. I physically have Moogs and Rollins. Mm. And um, and I'm, I I just ordered like a JD800 like an emulator from Roland, like a boutique one. But but it's like mm-hmm. I'm really into. Um, you know, getting the actual synth that made like getting a Jupiter or getting a Juno 106 or finding a Prophet 5, uh, you know, just because there's certain things about those synths. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like guitars. If you're a guitar player, you, you take a guitar and you get different types of guitars to give you the mood. And, and the same thing with synthesizers. Uh, there's certain synthesizers that can kind of bring you into a, mo- a mood. Like if you, you listen to Duran Duran Rio, it's all Jupiter 8. You know, mm, it's, like, it's yes. like a Jupiter 8 synth. I mean, as soon as you hear it, you're like, oh, that's a Jupiter. <laughs> you know, <laughs> or if you hear like Van Halen jumping, you know, it's like an Oberheim. Um, you know, there's certain synthesizers that are kind of iconic with a particular song. Um, mm. And I just love, you know, I like synth pop. I'm kind of born into synth pop. And you know, I like I like how you integrated the K-pop and J-pop and the R&B mm-hmm. and the hip-hop. It's all kind of all there, and it's getting you know a foreign language. And it's really because um, you know, because of K-pop, a lot of people are listening to you know bands from Asia. Uh, but yeah. like you said, they're really probably not listening to. They listen to more like you know bands like Asian Kung Fu Generation because they were tied to anime. That mm, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of Americans like where they were into Bleach or they're into Naruto, and you know, and they so they would listen to the bands that had the soundtracks for those animes. Yeah. Um, but it's like you're you get you got to break through with maybe that kind of K-pop reference, you know, to say hey, there's a J-pop too. And, yes, and, yes. And get, and get people to understand it's like a different flavor though. I like what you're doing because you kind of got this new wave feel, yeah. more more than what I've heard. The K-pop is like more modern. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. you can. You got some like modern hip hop elements, but I like the I like the the eighties and nineties sounds coming out of your music. Oh yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, I realize like these days that your music trend like I kind of go back to eighties uh, and the nineties sound. Like uh, for example, like uh, did you know the Broom Nomas? Just released the uh, like yeah, his retro. new yeah, it's a yeah retro I album. yeah I listened to the whole album but it's totally remind me of like a, it's not sounds new but like a kind of bring backs to like a nineties eighties flavors yeah there's a lot of that yeah I, mean, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of bands I mean we have bands like soul bands that actually try to sound like nineteen seventy four. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. there are bands that will try to like channel Curtis Mayfield, 
Yeah, oh, no, yeah. oh, no, try to sound like Sly and the Family Stone or something. Like, mm-hmm. they're, they're, like if you go into San, to San Francisco, there are bands that actually sound like, you know, the like Grateful Dead. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, Grateful Dead is really Yeah, I think it's kind of like we're in an age where, like, anybody can kind of pick any any particular period. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's a band that kind of sounds like the Carpenters, a band called Tennis. And mm-hmm. they and they they kind of channel Karen Carpenter. The lead singer has a vibe. It sounds kind of like Karen Carpenter, and they make this like '70s type of pop music. And you know, it's the it's 21st centuries. It's, you know, mm-hmm. but but why, so why would you want to do that? But there's a there's a fan base kind of for like every type of music. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, if true. you're in, yeah, if you're into something, you can kind of bring it back. So I think it's cool. To mm-hmm. kind of just like figure out, like you, you know, one song might sound like the '90s, mm-hmm. another song might sound like the '60s. You know, mm-hmm. it, it yeah. just kind of depends on what you're what you're into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but and also like originally, I was influenced uh, the music from like around um, I can say like a post '80s and uh, around '90s R&B and hip hop. So somehow the the sounds is reflect to the um the my new piece um uh, peach juice somehow. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's what that's interesting because um. Uh, yeah, this this very much of a '90s feel to what you've done, and mm-hmm. it's, it's really I really like it because it's, um, it has a very um cool sound to it. Oh, thank and, you. Uh, yeah, I just think it's a, it's a really nice feel to have um, have you know, you know be able to listen to uh, somebody that can I can channel that and do something new because it's like your take on on that sound, mm-hmm. um, but it's yours. Yeah, you know, like because it's like you know if somebody can play the blues, right? Like Stevie Ray Vaughan can play the blues, mm-hmm. you know, but it's his interpretation and so yeah. you're, So it's like your flavor of how you do that and i think it's really cool to uh to be able to do that yeah yeah, yeah. i believe so, so yeah are you working on um like a like a bigger project or are you are doing just releasing singles uh i'm currently doing kind of bigger project the with the artist um maybe uh if you check the my music uh, you know the I released the uh, Kiss Me Baby with mm-hmm. uh Tatezuka two thousand. Okay. And then I'm working with him again for two biggest project. And then the the one project is coming out uh next month uh before Christmas. And then um another one we um i'm still working on but i'm gonna make a beat and he's gonna sing on my beat and i and he invited um one of the american rapper in chicago so like uh we try to make jap um u.s hip-hop and and like plus j-pop it tr- tried to combine with the U.S. hip hop and then J-pop. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I feel like I just keep like combine with like so many different genres, but it's really fun actually. I feel like uh, I try to make a new genre 
try to make a revolution for that music genre. Yeah, I think it's it's it's, it's really like I like I said, it's wide open. Like what I do with my um music, I call it expansive sound. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason I do that is because then sometimes I'll play funk. Mm-hmm. I'll do like really heavy punk. Mm-hmm. I'll do rock, and I'll get into like lately I've been getting into kind of trap, because mm-hmm. um, I got like at a high force. Mm-hmm. So I st- so I started using the the kind of MPC type of like uh, clip based programming because typically mm-hmm. I don't I don't usually record in a clip way. Mm-hmm. I usually record like from like analog sense right to direct to um, tape. Um, oh, but now I got this Akai Force and it has this MP, MP, uh, like a MPC type of workflow, like an Ableton clip based workflow. Mm. And I never really worked like that, but now because mm-hmm. I can, I can launch clips and I can do an arranger mode. Mm-hmm. And so now I can actually take elements of like EDM and, and DJ type of stuff and put it into my music. Oh, that's um, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's kind of cool because then you can also bring in MIDI instruments. Like you could bring a Moog into it, mm-hmm. and then still have your analog instrument coming in, but then have this kind of really tight composition coming from the clips. Oh, um, I so see. it gives it like a way to kind of hybrid it. Hybrid. Mm, <laughs> that that's really cool. The like you make a, another new sound by hybrid. Yeah, I just think mm-hmm. it's cool today because you can kind of people will say, "Well, I don't I don't like the DAW." And for a lot of years, I said, well, I really don't like it. But but now I kind of compromise. But, I, I, you know, I, I didn't really fully compromise because I, you know, the, the force is kind of like it's like it's a hardware machine mm-hmm. that you're, you're not in a DAW, but it acts like a DAW. Mm, <laughs> so you can, you can download like soft synths and stuff and, mm. then, and then run clips. But it's all like you don't have to be connected to a computer, but then you can dump it to a DAW. And oh, it's still, okay. and then you can work on a DAW. So you have to kind of, like, if you're a person that wants to do a hardware type mm-hmm. of thing, you can you can kind of still work in a hardware workflow. But mm-hmm. then if you had to send it to somebody, mm-hmm. you can send it to them like in an Ableton clip kind of format. Mm-hmm. So so okay. that then some other producer can understand what you did. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Because <laughs> you know? that's the thing. It's like if you if you kind of do analog, mm, you just yeah, end up true. sending people like stems that are all like wave files yeah and, yeah and it's not it's not as um as tight as the midi stuff um mm, yeah, yeah so like sometimes when i worked as a producer people say well this stuff is not like what i'm used to it's like yeah it's kind of old school <laughs> mm, yeah yeah because even i just keep uh like uh after heard that you were like uh the steps for like uh, how do you make the sounds with the synthesizer because i'm 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 not familiar with also because uh, I always use the like these synthesizer sound from just the plugin on the yeah. DAW on the computer. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I feel like, whoa, that's a lot of steps. But 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 at the same time, like uh, it's for for me, it's gonna be a uh, like a new new thing to find a new uh sound, and then maybe I can make another new music. So for me, it sounds really new. <laughs> I know it's old school, but yeah. Yeah, it's just cool to be able to use, like, if you think about it, like, all, there's so many analog synths. Like, when I was growing up, um, it was kind of this weird situation. Like, like coming from the punk age mm-hmm. into new wave, 
And then you came into, you know, it was like heavy metal, like Motley Crue and bands like that. But in that period, um, like a bunch of synthesizer companies, they went away. They went out of business mm-hmm. because the Yamaha DX7 came and then Moog and uh, Profit, the guys that made the Profit 5 and, um, you know, Moog itself went out of business. And mm-hmm. a lot of small synth companies that made these analog things like ARP, the ARP 2500, which is a famous, like the Odyssey, those are like real famous analog synths. And all the companies kind of got wiped out because mm-hmm. the Yamaha DX7 kind of took over. Mm-hmm. And, the, and, and the Roland D50 took over the market. And mm-hmm. then all the smaller synth companies fell out. Oh, and, I see. And, mm-hmm. and, and then what happened was like in the last like 10 years, mm-hmm. people like because of EDM and hip hop um, and other electronic music formats, mm-hmm. um, the, the, the analog synth companies have all come back. Like Moog mm. is making brand new analog synths, Profit. You can buy a brand new Profit 5. You mm. can buy an Oberheim. Mm-hmm. You can get an Odyssey. You can mm-hmm. get an ARP. You can actually get all these 1970 synthesizers are being built again. Oh, and, I see. And they're, oh, and, and they're fully cool. analog. And so there's mm-hmm. tons of like, um, you know, artists that are into techno mm-hmm. and like trance and trap that actually can get their hands on actual real analog synthesizers like mm. modern 21st century synthesizers but they've got you know midi they can you know they've got screens on them so you can actually understand what's going on mm. <laughs> but um it gives you like another tool set like if you go to a studio and you physically see one of these analog synths mm-hmm. that you can do a lot of cool stuff with them in in your mix there's some there's some things about them that um that can really change the dynamics of your song mm. you know yeah yeah and it's like a lot of once people discover what you can do with them, then they tend to want to add them into their into their workflow. Mm. <laughs> but 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 you know the plugins like I, I'm not against it because not everybody can get their hands on a Moog or mm-hmm. an ARP or, or a Jupiter or something. So you got you do what you can. But yeah. Yeah, it's really what you do with. It. I mean, you can take a Casio, you could take a hundred dollar guitar, you can make a great song. Yeah. Um, you don't you don't have to have the most expensive equipment, but it's just cool. Yeah, it's still the, cool. Yeah, yeah, the history of it. I think it's mm-hmm. like the history of some of this stuff is um is this basically you can, um you know it's like a, a palette. As mm-hmm. a musician, you have this palette in mm-hmm, front of yeah. you, you know, of all this stuff you could do. You could have you know or somebody playing real strings. Mm. You could have somebody playing a fl- a flautist. You know, yeah. you, you, can, you can you know decide what the song needs. You know, so when you yeah. work on a song. Do you kind of think about what what the instrumentation should be or do the lyrics kind of come first uh for me just um, the sound comes first and because uh i'm mainly my um my activity is to focus on the making beat so uh just like uh i first i can say like just the main melody uh, yeah. came up with me and then find out the melody sound and then after that I tried to figure out the what code gonna be fitting the the melody and then put some glue oh I think you dropped off a little bit I think I lost you yeah, we lost you for a little bit. Artists who oh, okay. really good at yeah, um, yeah, I lost, writing. I lost the, you. Yes. I, 
for some reason I lost you for like a couple of seconds. I lost what you were saying, then you came back. No, go go get. Uh, well, the first for me, um, the melody just came out in my mind, and mm-hmm. then just find out the melody sound, and after that I tried to figure out uh the chord, which chord gonna be feeling for the melody, and then after that just I add some rhythm, and for me the lyrics. Um, I I don't have much confidence for writing good lyrics. So in the case, I normally invite the other artists, uh, who actually for uh, focus on the singing and do rap. So that's why, like, <laughs> you know, like uh, for the pictures, I also invite the rapper, so yeah. like uh, he can cover like uh, most of the song with yeah. his own lyrics. And I just covered the the foot part. Yeah, it's so really short, like, so yeah. <laughs> so you did like a top line, and then yeah. you did like the primary. Yeah. Yeah, but that, that peach juice kind of line—that's you, right? Yeah. And then he's doing the rapping, but then you have this kind of like a spoken word kind of, kind of trippy kind of new wave voice. Um, yes, yes. Doing the peach juice, and you did mm-hmm. it in a kind of in a unique way—the way you kind of. Did the enunciation on it? It, mm. it's, it's kind of, it kind of is like this J-pop thing, you know. It's, it's mm-hmm. got this sound that's very unique. It's not typical what you would hear. Um, yeah, and, and I like it. I like it because it kind of, it's very striking and it kind of, it's, it's catchy. You, oh, you, thank you. you. So you got the top line and then you've got the rap. Yeah. Yeah. So so it's like it, it works really well because if you continue, did you are you going to continue in that kind of path? Um, with having like somebody come in like Yona, or yeah, or you... yeah, sure. Like, uh, yeah, I would just want to keep inviting other artists to com- the collaborate with me. Uh, yeah, yeah it's way better for me. Yeah, because I know you like to do like you like the structure, the instrumental part of the song, and the beat part of the song. But you yeah. do have you, you know in the way the world is, you you do have to have your voice on a song. To, mm-hmm. to kind of be like the, uh, a top, you know, to be a performing act, you gotta have your voice in there somewhere. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Try to put my voice somewhere else, but yeah. 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 But then you kind of, then you can kind of, kind of target. Okay. Well, yeah. I can do, I can do the top line, like in peach juice, and then I can mm-hmm. have somebody else do, like you know, the the rap or R&B singing. You can have somebody like sing us, sing some R&B lines. Yeah, and then maybe yeah. you can continue to do kind of peach juice, like have your voice coming in in that kind of way, mm-hmm. or, or even kind of put it through a vocoder or pitch it, you know, down to kind of experiment or something. Because, you know, what I'm doing right now is I'm, I'm using a Roland VT4 mm-hmm. to be Josephine. Uh, and that's basically taking my voice and making it it's soprano. Like if I go like back this. to who, my normal voice, mm-hmm. This is me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and this is Josephine. Josephine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So jo- Josephine and and Josephine, I can actually make her a little bit more yeah, high. This is Josephine. It made her a little bit pitched up. A little more. <laughs> so I can actually take her up a little bit, like, but I tend to bring her like down that. a little more because it sounds like more that. natural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so like I kind of kind of settled on her mm-hmm. when I do ghost songs. This is the Josephine voice. Yeah. I kind of have it at this mm-hmm. level. 
Mm -hmm. sometimes I'll pitch it up a little bit mm -hmm. really high, right. but a lot of times I'll do that. Or I might add this kind of effect here where it sounds like there's two of me. Mm -hmm. yeah, like, two, like two Josephines. <laughs> two Josephines. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, people also said that, like, uh, um, they they say like I have two mood. <laughs> like uh, yeah. the yeah, this is me, like uh, the Rick life in the the casual in the daily. But the, they say like uh, when I focus on music on the my piece, and yeah, yeah. it sounds like a different person. So yeah, they say like, uh, yeah, these are two moods <laughs> of me. <laughs> yeah, I, I do find that like when I talk to a lot of musicians mm -hmm. uh, and they go on stage, like if you th think about when you go on stage, right? Yeah. Um, in order to be like a performer, most musicians kind of have a stage persona. Mm -hmm. Like in my stage persona, mm -hmm. you know, you, you can see, you know, I got my normal like phantom voice, which mm -hmm. we just show, you know, like my, my male voice. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of like ninety percent of ghost songs are done with this voice. Done with Joseph. Mm -hmm. and, and so when I go on stage, I actually have a mask. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, because geez. what I do because I didn't want to wear a dress. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so I decided that I wear a phantom mask mm -hmm. and a hoodie that's like electric, and it's basically all these LEDs, and mm -hmm. I actually wear like a phantom of the opera mask. Mm -hmm. And so then I can go on stage and I can go between this voice. Mm -hmm. or, I could, or, I, or I could go back to this voice. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm performing, I can actually perform like this, mm -hmm. or I can perform like her. Um, and so and if I wear this kind of phantom mask, well, a ghost could be male or female. And that's mm -hmm. the whole idea. Like, my band is like phantom electric ghosts, is because, like, well, am I. Am I a phantom or am I Josephine? Maybe I'm both at the same time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Both oh, that's interesting, time. yeah. That's what I found. Is that because mm -hmm. I found it, it was easier for me to pretend to be somebody else. Mm. When I wanted to go on stage, I didn't really mm. want to just be me. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to kind of bring this thing. And I found a lot of artists, they kind of feel that way. There's there's like this other person that 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 comes out when they when they perform so yeah. I mean, do you do you feel like that that you yes yes yeah, yeah it's totally agree because uh, um when if if you check my instagram you know that but uh, uh recently i just had the photo shoot yeah and then uh, but at the time i feel i feel like during the photo shoots um i turned to like a different person like uh, in a in a daily just the in the daily life just I'm <laughs> just normal normal yeah. person and a little bit shy, but the during the photo shoot I feel like I was full uh I was full of uh confident with yeah, anything yeah, yeah, yeah doing I, I anything have, yeah, yeah. I, have, I have noticed on your stage persona on your Instagram. That mm. you have this very, you know, it's it, it very beautiful. You have this. Oh, like, thank you. <laughs> and it's like it's got this. Um, and I think when we first talked, you you weren't projecting that image. You were mm. projecting like more like the, the the artist kind of producer image. And mm. now you you're projecting this like uh, you know a stage persona. Mm. That that you know because the kind of the way the industry is, you you kind of got to have a stage presence. Like like I can't come out with just blue jeans, you know. 
yeah looking like whatever like like i'm a producer i can look like i'm a producer yeah but, yeah. but maybe i should look like a performer yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean so yes totally agree <laughs> yeah because if you're in your producer mode it's like well i'm in my sweatpants mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah i didn't shave and i you know like I, I look like i've been up all night mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> but yeah. if i'm gonna actually same. go on stage I probably, I probably should look different <laughs> yeah yeah same same yeah <laughs> yeah that's why like i post the like uh the the photography the which try to look like fancy <laughs> gorgeous yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah i think it's, i think it's a really good look you got a good look it's oh, a really good you. image um it's kind of what you know what what's necessary as an artist you have to project and a lot of times, you know, you'll get artists, you know, mm-hmm. if you think about like the grunge artists, they, they kind of said, well, we're going to do punk. And so Kurt Cobain, he came out there with their blue jeans. He's like, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to come out like I've been up all night. But then that became like a costume. Mm, yeah, because yeah. like, are you really looking like that all the time? Or are you now trying to look like that? And mm-hmm. that is your costume. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yes, it, yes. Because sometimes something is well, that's authentic, and then suddenly, well, if you're doing all the time, it doesn't seem it. Maybe that's the costume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? It's, yes, it's, it's I kind know. of it's kind of different. Um, yeah, totally. But uh, yeah, it's interesting. Um, I really like what you're doing. So, do you have like more songs? Like, you, I think we talked about it, but how are you putting out like songs into 2022? Like, like every month, or 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 you have like a plan? For, for like what's going on into 2022 well for the t- 2022 i still don't have like a clear uh, plan but the so far what i'm trying to do is at least uh at least like every month i try to um like a, a release at least one song or at least one beat for my beat starts uh the market page so the fan, the the listeners, uh, just can't keep catch me with up, cause otherwise if I stop it, like um, I I'm just afraid of like if I make like a blank like a one month or two months to release uh for the next song uh they might be like a <laughs> like a stay away a little bit. I realize the this industry just keeps moving too fast so i try to catch it with the the trend so that's why i try to uh post uh release my music um as much as possible for every month yeah i, I agree with that i mean I, if, if anybody checks out the ghost and we're, yeah, we, yeah. Put, we, we put stuff out like all the time. We, like, mm, we never, yeah, we never I realized stopped. that. Yes. Yeah. We, well, we found, you know, there's some people that have told us, oh, don't do that. But, mm-hmm. but we found that, like, if you, in, in the old world in music, you could spend two years working on a project. Mm, yeah. But, but because this is like the internet. Yeah, and, because and, of the, yeah. Yeah, because you got people on Instagram and Facebook and SoundCloud. And mm-hmm. Spotify and all these sites. Like, if you don't show up, if you disappear for two years, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that your fans are still going to be there. If you had like a yeah. fan base and you disappear, you might not be able to bring them back. Yeah. Um, so, so it's kind of like you do have to keep people engaged yeah. um, more than what you used to because it used to be okay, your fans will suddenly come back because you're at the record store. But yes. now, you know, the record stores that open 24 7. 
mm-hmm. on the net. It used to yeah. be like one the, the record store. You go on Tuesday and you get the song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. You'd walk down to us. Well, in the U.S., it, Tuesday was the release day. Oh, uh, back, Tuesday. Back, okay. yeah, yeah, back in the '80s and stuff. You mm-hmm. go to the record store like on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And you pick up your 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 cassette or your CD or your vinyl, mm, uh, and you know you'd read like Rolling Stone and you'd say, "Hey, what got four stars? What got five stars?" Mm-hmm. At least I did, because <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like a DJ. I worked in a, like a college radio, mm-hmm. um, and so I would go read Rolling Stone and I go to record stores and I I try to find like the things that were like the top ten mm-hmm. records that Rolling Stone said were the best thing for that week. Mm. And oh, then I, I'd, I use, I'd use like the budget to go get them, you know, to there's like an indie record uh, college radio and then play like mm. the, the indie stuff, like the mm. REM, play REM, you know, play like uh, a lot of lo-fi stuff, a lot of like, the, you know, REM used to be like, you know, like one of the college bands. They were like the college radio darling uh, mm. before, before they got big. They were on a small label called IRS before they went to Warner Brothers. And they were they were on a very small label, and and mm-hmm. it was college radio stations like like mine that that actually kind of boosted them, because mm-hmm. we would we we would go and listen to like these underground bands, mm-hmm. like REM. It had been like an underground band, and we like oh we like that, mm-hmm. and, and we push it, and that's kind of what I like to do today, is mm-hmm. uh, you know we look out there on Instagram, mm-hmm. and and see who are the new bands, mm-hmm. and and, yeah. kind of, and kind of push them on the on the podcast because mm-hmm. I think people uh should listen to like um not just what's in the top ten mm-hmm. but also like what's going on in underground mm-hmm. and uh emerging artists. Like you mm-hmm. like you're in the emerging kind of category and uh we, we like to give people focus on that. Mm-hmm. It's just what we like to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah yeah yeah. So, so we're happy that we had you on the program again. And yeah, yeah, same. Yeah, I'm really happy that I finally released it. <laughs> well, how long did it take you to put this song together? I mean, did you did you find it was easy to to do, or did it take a while? Uh, well, um, I can say the somehow it takes time to figure out the um for the the best hook part. For my yeah. like singing part, also kind of, uh, Yona also said like, it it was the his first time to try to make um the rap for the R and B sound, oh, so okay. somehow yeah somehow like it sounds like he also struggle with but yeah he made uh, the best rap ever <laughs> and uh, feeling the the sound. So yeah, the as a result, I'm really satisfied with that. Yeah, it is a really it's a catchy song. It's like the right length for the way things are. Mm-hmm. It's under th- under three minutes. It's got it's got a really recognizable hook. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's got that you know, like I said, you know, it's got the K-pop, J-pop, mm-hmm. um, American kind of R&B influence. And and it's got some of that synth wave, new wave kind of atmospheric synth from the '90s. Like you know, if anybody that listened to you know '90s synthesizers, uh, would get into like D50s and mm. uh, JD800s and stuff like that. It just has that sound, um, mm. and that that's always been something I really dig. You know, being the synth player, uh, I always pick up when people have nice pads. 
and nice chord changes. I, I'm always like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> so yeah, I really, I really dig the song. I like. I think everybody should go check it out. We're we're gonna include the the link. Um, oh, thank we, you. Mm -hmm. And we we do have to put the episode together. Um, sometimes, sometimes, uh, for some reason, sometimes the, um, the the Spotify doesn't come in, and then we have to kind of go back and and tape it. Um, mm -hmm. But we will we'll be putting this out within the next hour and a half, and we'll let you know when it's up because this is not like live, like our video podcasts are live, but the audio ones we have to actually construct and edit and stuff. So this will get put out on, onto Spotify and um, 10 other platforms, including Apple and Radio Public. And uh, eventually we actually have a way to get it onto YouTube as kind of like a, a lyric video. Mm -hmm. So we can actually put this onto YouTube. I mean, there's no video other than maybe a picture it might have your picture, one of the pictures you sent me. Um, yeah, yeah, sure. As, as, like the, as the main thing. So you would have your picture and then you could hear it. Mm -hmm. But it would be on YouTube. So we're going to try to do that too. Thank you. Yep. So thank you for, again for being on the show. We really like having you here. And when you have something else you want to push, let us know. And we'll, we'll definitely put you on the show again. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I really enjoy it. Thank you very much. Everybody mm -hmm. check out Rick Life. Um, we've got the links. Check her out on Spotify, uh, everywhere. You're on most of the platforms. If you're on Apple, you're on, uh, you know, Spotify, or you know, I bet you're on Tidal and all the other ones that are out there, including YouTube Music. I would think you're on YouTube Music, right, Tim? So we really thank um, we thank her a lot for being on the show. This is Josephine again. Um, well, maybe not Josephine. Uh, Josephine's a uh, Mike messed up again. Um, so we, we just want to thank everybody for being on the show. Yeah, we, there we are. So we, we um, apologize for not being fully on the show um, because of other issues, but we really enjoyed uh, being on the show uh, for the brief time we were. Please check out Rick Life on all the platforms. And we did wanted to uh, plug our current sponsors so if you want to check out charity-focused online lottery, visit doublejack.online, doublejack.online, and check out the link that's included on this episode uh, with found.ee forward slash doublejack underscore online. Uh, you can get in there, and uh, you can try uh, what is uh, called, um, you know, charity-focused uh, uh, gaming, which you know, gives money to charity, but then you also have the opportunity to, to play Powerball, Keno, and other types of things uh, on an online online lottery that is, um, you know, out there that's philanthropic. So check it out. Again, that's doublejack.online. If you use our link, uh, found.e forward slash doublejack underscore online, then it helps us out. And then also... Um, there's another sponsor, Newsly, at www.newsly.me, um, and you use promo code GHOST2021, you can receive one free month premium subscription. So check that out. And again, go out and check out um, Peach Juice on all platforms, iTunes, Apple Music, Tidal, Amazon, YouTube Music, um, and of course, Spotify, and Rick Life, uh, and uh, uh, 
and, and uh, Yona did an awesome job on that track. You should give it all the love, put it, playlist it, download it, do whatever you can, go on Amazon and buy it, go on YouTube Music and uh, download it, favorite it, playlist it, do it everything you can. We love you. Uh, Rick Life, check it out. Uh, this podcast uh, was presented by Josephine Electric and Fam Electric Ghost. Thank you very much for listening to our podcast. This is Fam Electric Ghost, and Newsly is an audio app for iOS and Android. It picks up web articles about the most trending topics on the web at any given moment and reads them to you in a natural human voice. So for the first time in history on the net, the web becomes listenable. Browse articles from topics you choose and start playing, stop scrolling, start listening. They have podcasts as well, so explore trending podcasts from over 40 countries. Our podcast, the Family Electric Ghost Podcast, is on there too. So download and use Newsly for free now from www.newsly.me. So that's www.newsly.me, and that's N-E-W-S-L-Y, N-E-W-S-L-Y dot M-E. And so use the promo code GHOST2021 and receive one a one-month free premium uh, subscription. So like, that's a pretty cool deal. So all you got to do is use GHOST2021 and you get a one-month free premium uh, subscription to Newsly. Check it out. You'll like it. I use I listen to it every day and it's really great. Thank you. Uh, and keep on listening to Peg and everything else on Anchor FM and Spotify Podcast. Thank you.